Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lolo Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lolo. <laughs> I held that one a little bit because it's been a long time since I've done it, so I was like, let me let me hold it out. But yes, I am finally back with another episode, guys. I know it's been a little while, but I promise you it's not because I haven't been able to or wanting to record a new episode for you all, but it's mostly because I've been waiting to record some episodes for you all. <laughs> so this was definitely one of them. I was waiting to start The King's Affection so that I could do a first impressions of the first two episodes to kind of chime in on is it something you should probably think about picking up? Um, is it something that I will be picking up officially? Is it something I'm going to add to my list of things I'm watching? Or am I going to just kind of pass it up and see if I hear anything about it to to interest me to keep watching it? Um, but in the giving my first impressions, I will of course let you know my kind of general thoughts about it towards the end, let you know like, yep, I'm going to keep watching this or nope, I think I'm going to hold off for now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was excited to start this drama. I'm going to be honest, I had been looking forward to it because of two main things. The first thing is that it is my all-time favorite uh, trope in any kind of story, be it a, a book, be it in TV, be it in movie, be it in K-dramas, be it in any kind of drama. I love mistaken identities. I love um, the the girl is mistaken as a guy or she's living as a guy and, you know, she has to kind of hide her true identity. Um, and then at some point, you know, it all is revealed and there's a big hoopla and things like that. Love it. That is why my favorite cake drama of all time is Coffee Prince. It's literally the same kind of um, trope wrapped up in um, in a little bow for me. And it's perfect. And I loved it. And it's great. So when I saw the kind of premise of this drama, I was like, uh, yes. So that was the main reason why I was like, I'm gonna definitely check this out no matter what. Um, but then secondly, it was gonna have Rowan in it um and I haven't watched him in a drama since um that wonderful wonderful drama he was in back in 2019 am I making that up um Rowan was and um oh my gosh Extraordinary You and that was my favorite drama of that year like hands down I fell in love with dramas again after watching that K-drama that year and it was, you know, the year before it all, you know, went south, not in K-drama world, but, you know, just in our world generally. Um, and yeah, that is such a great memory of mine from 2019 <laughs> as watching Extraordinary You. And so that was my first time watching him in anything. Um, and um, I was like, yeah, totally excited to see him again in something because I didn't get to watch him and she would never know because it was on a you know ITE um and I didn't have access to that at the time so I just completely passed up on that drama so I was like when he's in when I saw he was in the king's affection I immediately thought yes another reason to to tune in (laughs) but also I really really love um the the main actress in this drama, her name is um, Park Udbin. Udbin. I absolutely adore her. I've watched her in a couple different things and enjoyed her each time. So I was also like, yeah, totally, totally tuning in. 
So it was a great combination for me. Everything was working together. It had a recipe for Lola's enjoyment. Just just screaming at me. It was like, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. So I was like, gotcha. I'm there. First night airing, I was there. So yeah, how I usually do these first impressions are I kind of give you a little quick synopsis of what I gathered this drama to be about based off of what I watched in two episodes. Again, I'm not going off of a synopsis. I'm not reading anything. So if it's kind of haphazard and it doesn't make a lot of sense, um, excuse me there, <laughs> but I'll try my best. But it's basically what I gathered the drama to be about. And if I have a hard time understanding what the drama is about in the first two episodes, then to me, that's kind of like a telltale sometimes of like, maybe the drama's not doing a good job of introducing itself. But you know, that's not always the case. It's sometimes just me doing a bad job, doing a little quick recap. <laughs> but yes, I'm going to give a quick little synopsis about what I believe the king's affection to be about based off of these first two episodes it is a historical period drama so usually with historical period dramas they try to give you a lot um in those kind of first opening episodes that first week of episodes because they want to set up the scene set up the backstory got some of the history in a way and so that is exactly what they did do in the first two episodes so um yeah it didn't get into the the actual main main um actors characters yet um because they were trying to do the backstory but either way let's get into a quick synopsis of the king's affection so after um starting this drama the first thing i noted was that i was a little taken aback by the 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 notion that This is one where the girl is going to have to be in such a position of power and pretend to be not of a girl or not to be a woman in this position of power. And it's like all these eyes aren't going to be on her. How is this going to be plausible? Um, That was something that I was nervous about going into this drama because I thought, hey, I love that trope. I love the setup. But then at the same time, I was like, how believable is that really going to be that people are not going to know that a king or prince is a woman like how are they not gonna know that so I had a little bit of my like my um I had a I had my little squint on this drama when I started this because I wanted to make sure I was like hey how are they gonna convince me that I should believe that this girl can be mistaken as a prince but either way that was just me being critical and kind of you know being nitpicky but I will say that Something that set up the drama as a success a success in that area already was the young actors. Um, the most importantly, the young actress who plays um, Park Ubin's character, Li Hui. Li Hui. I, that name is such a hard name for me to pronounce, and um, so bear with me if it's if I'm completely butchering it. But um, the young actress who plays um two characters in the beginning of this drama is Choi Myung Bin she's a child actress and she plays the prince as a young boy Lee Hui is his name um and then she also play, uh, plays the twin of Dom E um and these two I mean these two characters but the same actress were the selling points to kind of convince you of, hey, is this going to work? 
but yeah, I just want to shout her out really quickly before I forget to shout her out. But, um, if you were concerned about being convinced, uh, you will be convinced enough just with the um, young actress. But either way, okay, synopsis. So the drama opens with a with the queen um, giving, well, she's a princess. There's like a king and a queen already in place. And then there's the prince and then the, the princess. And the princess is giving birth to um, her baby. And she's, you know, she's going through her traditional kind of childbirthing scene. Push, push, push. Baby's out. Everyone's celebrating. It's a boy. Hand over the baby. You know, they get the baby, getting ready to get the baby all cleaned up. Only to realize that the princess starts to, starts to scream and starts to kind of like writhe in pain again. Still in her kind of childbirth bed. Only to realize that she's giving birth to another baby this is immediately frowned upon as the king um is believes that twins are an abomination to the to the to the kingdom and they're not allowed so before so basically she's giving birth to a second child who happens to be a um a girl even if it wasn't a girl the whole point was that it I think was that there were twins uh, was the first thing. But then secondly, the idea or the notion that the prince was sharing a womb with a girl was also like a bad omen or something like that. So they were like, absolutely not this little girl, this little baby. It's this is not going to work for us. We cannot do this. Of course, the princess who's giving birth is horrified and she wants to keep her babies. Um, But the crown prince, who is her husband, is relaying this information to his father, the king, only for the king to say, you're going to have to give it to the girl. You're going to have to give it to the little baby. Kill her. I'm sorry. I know that's your daughter, but you got to kill her. And of course, the crown prince's father um, is also in this kind of thing. And he's more on the, he's on the evil side of things because he immediately um, tells the crown prince and everybody like, okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to kill the baby. So he goes, that's his granddaughter, mind you, this newborn baby, it's his granddaughter. And he goes to the crown princess and he basically sends people out to, to destroy everybody who was in the, the crown princess's you know, quarters while she was giving birth. So that anyone who knew that there was a twin um, of this prince, they knew they had to be murdered or killed. So he sends out men to kill everybody in the the princess's quarter. And he also comes in with his right-hand man and they are there to kill the little baby girl. However, the princess is aware that this is something that's going to happen because of, you know, just knowing that she wasn't supposed to give birth to twins and a girl at that. Um, she has the doctors who delivered the baby apply like um, some kind of acupressure um, to her, acupuncture, I'm sorry, to her to allow the baby to basically um, lose consciousness, I guess, or stop breathing for a short period of time because once her father um, comes in with his, you know, right-hand man on his arm ready to kill her, they see that the baby is it appears dead. The princess tells them that she died during childbirth 
she didn't she she didn't get to even say have one breath she's already dead you don't need to kill her and then they're like you know looking at the baby they're a little unsure but they kind of see that the baby isn't breathing they check to see the baby isn't breathing and then they're like okay I guess she's dead so they tell them like burn her get rid of her which is vicious absolutely vicious um but it did help during this process I will say that the baby's were animatronic um it was giving twilight the new moon whatever that that (laughs) the one where esme is born and it's like what is this creature that was just given (laughs) you just gave birth to it was similar to that so it didn't feel like they were actually murdering an actual baby because it was an animatronic something it was not it was weird looking i'm just gonna say that but Either way, it was a little, it's very brutal about this baby having to die. So they fake the baby's death because after her father leaves, um, you know, the baby's grandfather leaves, she immediately tells doctors, like, save her, save her, check on her. And then they kind of, you know, are able to revive the little baby girl. And then the mother, the princess, tells, like, one of her kind of um, guards to wrap her up and send her far, far away. Just take her all the way out of the palace. I don't know where she's got to go, but she's got to go and take her far, far away. And she kind of like says her goodbyes and that's that. The little girl, the little baby girl is sent away. So as far as everyone in the you know palace knows, there's a prince was born that night and everyone celebrate, you know? So she thinks that's better than, you know, sending off her baby to be, you know, live on her own as an orphan she believes is better than her being murdered um before even given a chance to really live and so the queen is okay with that since her i'm sorry the princess is okay okay with that and sends her her baby girl away but um of course the two the, the two um infants the little babies that we meet in this opening kind of sequence we get to fast forward to see them a little bit older so they're probably you know closer to around the teenage adolescent years I would say maybe 13 14 kind of situation um I mean not not, not even to 13 14 but they're like you know they're like teenagers I would say and you have one of the little boy who was born that night to be Prince Lee um Wee and again I'm having a hard time saying that name but Yee Wee <laughs> but yes so that's the prince and then we also have the the little girl who grew up outside of the palace but we know is technically um a royal child um and she's dam yi but li hui as the kind of prince he is a little little arrogant he's super um, like adventurous, he is well loved by many. He's very active. He's talented, skilled. You know, in all multiple ways. He's just, you know, a prince. You know, he he keeps his head up. He knows he's he's the prince. He he acts like a prince. Um, and then one day, he's out. You know, playing football. If you're not in the states, um, but soccer if you're on the end of the states and he's playing with a bunch of people in the palace and his servant who is Unuk 
um, Hong. He's basically, um, you know, his his right hand right hand man. But he's also played by a child actor. So I love when they grow up together. I think that's so cute. But either way, he's his um, his servant, and while they are basically playing, and the the soccer ball gets kicked um, in the palace. Um, and hits a girl, hits a little girl in her head, and they come, you know, the, the eunuch comes to retrieve the soccer ball that hit this girl in the head, only um, to realize that the girl whose head this soccer ball hits <laughs> looks very much like the prince who he serves. And then the prince comes running up to them, you know, like, okay, you know, where's the soccer ball? To also see um, this girl that looks so much like him and he's in shock and taken aback and they're just like what is going on but um but he takes note of Dami and the fact that she looks just like him and he even you know returns back to his quarters and he's talking to his mother and tells her of this encounter of with this palace maid who looks so much like him and she's of course horrified because she's immediately like what where why is why is there a girl that looks just like you in the palace i don't understand that because in her mind you know she knows he has a twin out in the world but to her that twin should be nowhere near the palace so she sends her her kind of her lady out to search for this palace maid um but while she's searching for the palace maid um the prince so just suddenly, um, not suddenly, he ends up asking to to meet with Dami. Um, he requests her presence in his quarters, and you're like, okay, what what does he need? So basically, he wants to kind of switch um, lives with her for a minute. He wants to dress as her and her as him. They want to kind of he wants them to switch roles because he wants to, you know go and be around outside because he's actually kind of like confined to his quarters they won't let him do much outside of the palace or outside of his quarters really so he kind of wants to roam free do what he wants to do but then also he wants to meet with his teacher who he views as a a father figure Um, and he wants to be able to see him because his teacher or his tutor is on trial um and he's basically about to be executed for being you know this you know this grand thinker or something about you know like somebody doesn't want him to do or be great (laughs) so they basically are they're they're gonna kill him so he wants to see his um tutor before they basically execute him so he is like please 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 you can just be me for the day and then I'll you know I'll be back and we'll switch back she agrees to this um even though it's not (laughs) it's not the best of things to agree to so yeah she agrees to this um and this happens more than once so the first time it's because he wants to kind of play and just be outside of it the you know his quarters the second time is because he wants to go see um his tutor and but in the process of them doing this a couple times dami is also just in the palace living her life and because she does the one-time favor of you know switching with the prince he gives her a book i mean sorry they you know yeah he gives her a book to read or her father 
who's the crown prince gives her the book to read one of those someone gives her a book to read that she cherishes and she's like not supposed to be reading obviously because she's a palace maid and so she's hiding while trying to read this book and that's when she runs into a kind of young um scholar in training I would say he's you know he's supposed to be a scholar but he is um his character is Jung Ji Woon who we will later find out grows up to be Rowan's character. Um, So Jung Ji-woon is the actual son of the man who um, is her grandfather's um, right-hand man. So mind you, I'm calling her grandfather because she is a royal, she is technically the princess so I'm calling her like these are her family people you know like her mother is the crown princess her father is the crown prince and the prince the younger you know the young prince is her brother and her mother's father her grandfather is the one who you know sent out the orders to have her killed when she was an infant his right hand man the kind of inspector I think inspector Jung Sook He's the father of Jung Jin Woo, who's this young scholar in training. So she meets this young scholar in training while she's hiding, trying to read the book that she's not supposed to be reading. And he, of course, as a scholar, knows what she's reading, kind of like indulges her. He even, um, when she loses the book and it gets damaged, he ends up, because he's so enamored by her, he ends up, you know, basically retranscribing the book for her so that she has it with like little notes and everything. And he takes out a lot of time and effort to do this for her. And it's obviously that he has this, this, um, this like for her and she also is so happy with what he's done for her so they kind of start forming a little little bond her and this you know scholar in training and she's trying to like meet up with him and kind of you know secretly hang out with him but this is also all while the prince is asking her to kind of like swap roles with him here and there. So she's like this palace maid who's switching roles with the prince because she looks just like him. And then she's hanging out with this young scholar in training because he's super sweet to her and, and nice and kind and he's smart. And so like, yeah, that's Dami's life right now. Only to again get to the point where the prince requests of her to do this kind of one-time switch where he's like okay this is the final switch okay I want to go and see my tutor who's on trial who's about to be executed he's like a father figure to me please let me switch with you this one last time so she switches with him this one last time she dresses as the prince sits in his quarters with his servant who is aware obviously that that is not the prince and he's there to kind of like help her Um, and then you also have the prince who's dressed as a girl running in and escaping to um to visit or to find, to see his his tutor before he's executed but this is all the while <laughs> i like to say all the while <laughs> while the remember the queen i'm sorry the the crown princess was aware that there was a palace maid running around the palace looking like her son so she had sent out people to search for that um multiple people catch wind of this and one of the people that catches wind is the inspector who was supposed to be in charge of killing the you know who would want the inspector who works with 
the crown princess's father and who wants who wanted the princess dead at birth so they catch wind of this and immediately they're like find this palace maid and get rid of her sorry kill her and make sure she's dead get rid of her we didn't do it the first time obviously so we gotta get rid of her this time so now while the crown prince is in dami's clothes he sorry not the crown prince while the the young prince is in dami's clothes running around um away from the palace there is a hit out for dami so Dami technically is sitting in the palace in her in the quarters dressed as the prince while the prince is running around as Dami and so is Inspector Jung looking for um, Dami to kill. So long story short, and this is a spoiler, but it's the first two episodes, so what can you expect? Dami um, is murdered, is killed by Inspector Jung. But we know, and obviously Dami knows that that was not Dami. That was actually the real, the real prince. Um, Li Hui was actually murdered by Inspector Zhang, and his dead body is brought to the um, the Crown Princess and revealed that this is this is this this is what's happened, and she recognizes that who actually is killed was not the real Dami, but her actual prince. And once she notices this, she immediately runs into the prince's quarters to talk to um, Dami because she's like, I know who you are. This This is what is the situation now. You are now to become the prince. So that is how a girl becomes um, living the life of a prince. And it's it was like, what? I mean, it was such a disturbing, I'm going to be honest, first kind of half of this, first episode of this drama because it was a lot of death going around, but among young people. You know, it was like the, the little infant just trying to get murdered and they're trying to kill the little young infant. And then you have this young prince running around dressed as a girl who gets murdered and it's just like super sad it was really really sad but I can immediately say I absolutely loved the kind of weight that was put on um Dami or the princess because she is at the point where it's like the queen I mean the crown princess is telling her if you don't live as the prince, we're all dead. Everyone's dying. Like, everyone's dead. So you are literally our life right now. If you do anything to reveal that you are not the prince, we're all dead. Tons of people are going to die. Heads are going to roll. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on a child, obviously. But I'm saying for the point of storyline and, and, and plot, that pressure is important because I feel like sometimes when you're watching historical period dramas and you don't have enough weight on the palace intrigue and like why that palace intrigue is important you it gets boring to me really quickly I need to know why the palace intrigue 
I should care about it. Why should I care about the king and the queens and the princes and the princesses and, and the, you know, the different factions and who's going against who and who needs what position and what, you know, I need to know why that all matters when I'm watching a period drama. And I feel like right off the gate, the fact that they are putting that much weight on this, this child to be a prince when she's not, you know, it was like really, really, it felt heavy. And I like that for a start of a drama. I was like, okay, we have a lot of weight of here, a lot of weight on this. And this is good for when you're like hoping she never gets revealed, you know, and I'm excited to see that. So that's basically how the first two episodes go. It sets up that scenario of how a the twin of the prince who was abandoned comes back into the palace as um, the prince and has to live as the prince. Of course, episode two, um, they grow up. Everyone grows up. The the young Unic grows up. The um, the scholar in training, who's played by Ruan, he grows up. And then obviously Dami, who play who is now the prince, living as the prince, grows up. And of course, she looks like herself with um, prince clothes. And so it's a little, little, little throw. I, I was thrown off of just a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> so I was like, she looks just like her, but she does have her little deeper voice on. So you're like, okay, she's trying, you know, she's giving me something. Um, and she keeps her hair tied up, obviously, as they all, the males did back then. But what's so great though, at the end of episode one is that she basically gets her hair, like her hair, like her hair gets revealed it gets like this beautiful scene of her hair flowing down her back um and she's like trying to hide that fact and you know she looks gorgeous in that scene I was like oh my goodness you look beautiful so it was really distracting when you're like she's supposed to be a prince she's supposed to be a guy she's supposed to be a male and she looks that gorgeous it's not gonna work you know (laughs) but at the same time um I think it's supposed to help with the kind of back and forth with her um, love interest um, played by Ruan. But yes, that's kind of the synopsis of the first two episodes. I kind of gave you some of my impressions thrown into that, interspersed in that. But kind of generally, my first impressions are that I think it's absolutely gorgeous to look at. The people are, first of all, absolutely gorgeous. The The way that it's shot, the beautiful scenes, I mean, the ending scene with her in the kind of forest and the flower, laying in the bed of flowers. Well, she wasn't laying, but she was in the bed of flowers with her hair down her back. I mean absolutely beautiful such a beautiful drama already um so i'm loving that the scenery the colors bright um and something very bright and floral about the the drama already i don't know why but beautiful um and so i am also just excited about the trope overall the fact that she's a girl hiding and trying to pretend to be a guy and people cannot know that because heads will roll if that is figured out like there's a lot on it so i'm loving the pressure and the stake that they've placed on her um character ruan looks beautiful um I don't know. I feel like I have to get used to him acting again because I feel like his role that he played um, when I was in love with him in Extraordinary You is a lot different than this role. So this is going to it's going to take me a little bit of time. I'm going to be honest to kind of just like find my footing with him and his acting. I'm not seeing anything too scary or jarring or anything like that. But I do feel like I'm going to have to kind of re kind of assess what how I feel about him as an actor in this drama. And I hey, hey. I haven't watched him in much, so that's what I'm going to do. I know that's what I'm going to do. The other thing I really like about this drama is um, 
I mean, this is the other thing I like is that her love interest is a scholar. Like, it's gonna, it's basically gonna be. He's technically outside the palace, but in the palace. You know what I mean? So I think I like that he's not someone that's like in the palace, but he's also not like, you know, a farmer, you know, or something like he's a, a poor man. Like, I think that is different in this kind of K drama setup because I feel like usually it would have been a, you know it would have been done a little bit differently. So I'm really, really excited about what they're going to do with this. Um, Cause I think him being in a scholar position is different enough. So it's not like he's totally off. Their, their statuses are off, but they're not too off. Um, and it makes sense that he's going to be close to her because he's going to come in as her tutor. And I like that they're going to be forced together that way. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm loving the setup. Everything about this setup is right down Lola's alley, like hands down. I it couldn't be more perfectly crafted for me. Um, the only thing, like I said, that I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for is some acting. Rowan's acting. I gotta keep an eye out for that. I'm not completely sold that he's like. I'm not sure if we're gonna know or if he his character is gonna know pretty early on that she is who she is because he knew her as a child you know so I'm 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 not sure I'm gonna like that if Rowan's character knows right off the bat that oh this is the prince but I remember you you know like if he finds out that she's a girl like I don't know I don't know and I know he sees her with her hair down and everything at the end of episode two and then he kind of like okay obviously that's a woman but I don't know if I'm going to like if he knows so soon. I kind of wanted her to kind of like keep him in the dark longer. And I hope that's the case. But the way it looks from the next preview, I'm not sure. I feel like he might know right off the bat that she's who she is. Um, And I don't know if I like that. I would like them to drag it on a little bit because this is a 20 episode drama. And I'm like, come on now. How are we going to keep this interesting? I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, I'm super excited to see how they do this. I think it's a great setup. I think they did a great job with the first two episodes. Something else I did note, I wanted to note about the first two episodes, and I don't know if it was just me, but there were points in this drama where I feel like it was very dark. It was bloody. It was serious. You know, there were like killing kids, but then there was something very, very like lighthearted and a little comical and about it and I was like am I supposed to be laughing at this drama I'm not I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be laughing or I'm supposed to be horrified or like it wasn't it was trying it was like it was trying to be dark but it wasn't at the same time and I rather you kind of just be dark you know if you're a dark period drama then be a dark period drama but I'm not sure I was getting that I feel like it was actually quite lighthearted um at times but then there's also, you know, murdering kids and blood was splattering everywhere. So mm, I don't know. I, I, I don't like when dramas feel confused. And I felt like that was a little confusing. Um, well, I feel like the drama felt confused um, a little bit in the first two episodes. So I hope it just picks up its stride. If it's going to be lighthearted, lighthearted and, and funny, I don't mind that. Um, I'll be there for it. I also was going to be there if it was going to be pretty dark and bloody. But at the same time, I don't. Maybe it won't be like that in these next episodes because, you know, the blooding and the killing is done, maybe. So we'll see. But either way, I am going to be sticking around for this drama as of now. I don't see anything too, too off-putting just yet. Um, I will, of course, check in again if I feel like I've had a 
change of heart at any point, but I definitely think I will be giving this a try. Um, so yeah, that was a really quick kind of synopsis recap of the first two episodes and just kind of my general um, impressions of those first two episodes. So um, yeah, I hope that this kind of like quick and fast and dirty um, episode was good for you. I was again trying my best to just wait around to get to this drama and get started on it because I think I'm gonna like it. I really, really do. So I don't know. We'll see. But I, um, that's all I have for this episode. I do have another episode planned right after this, but either way. So we have more episodes in the works. So just you wait and and see. All right. But thanks um, so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.